want to share more or less a devotional thought out of John chapter 5 today. This is the healing of the man at the pool of Bethesda. He'd been 38 years in this condition. And uh, it says of that particular pool, it was in Jerusalem or on the edge, and it was by the Sheep Gate, which means nothing to us, but that gives a location. And it said that a lot of lame and blind and disabled people were brought there to exist together. And uh, <clears throat> Jesus asked this man, he says, do you want to be well? And I guess the question that kind of comes to mind out of something like this is, well, of course. But also, if you've been 38 years in something, then generally you kind of have your mind set as to how things work. And if you have things that don't go well, oftentimes you get to that place of acceptance that just says, it'll never be different, but that's okay, I'm at peace. And so in some ways, if, if this man had been 38 years with this disability and he's brought to this group of people that are all together, in some ways there's a, a, a group of dysfunction that are your best friends. And so you all have kind of that same chaoticness. You know, around here we bandy that term compatible dysfunction, that if you... Uh, get together with someone that has opposite traits, but they're both messed up on your side and theirs, sometimes it actually works together fairly well, but it's just not full health. And so you can be doing things that where you get along, but that doesn't mean that you really are in a healthy state. So in a situation like this, I, I just, <laughs> a lot of you aren't even 38 yet, so what I'm saying is, from birth on, you may have been trained in a system, but who says that system is health? And you may have be in a place of acceptance, but that doesn't mean that that's a good place. And you may have a concept of how God works, just like this guy. Apparently, there was a tradition that uh, an angel would come and stir the waters, and if you got in first, you got healed. Now, I don't know if that actually happened or not. It doesn't say. But that was the belief. Kind of an interesting belief, too, isn't it? I mean, believing that angels would intervene and healing would come, and what a wondrous picture to hope for. And yet, it's not the fullness of what takes place when Jesus shows up. And so sometimes maybe our religiousness says it'll happen this way if it does happen, but even if it doesn't happen, I'm still at peace. I know that God is good. And maybe there's something that Jesus wants to do that goes beyond that. I was, um, I was you know, trying to apply this in some ways where at times we get pretty comfortable with our worship music and, and we kind of go, the Lord speaks to me through this or he's spoken to me in this genre or this way and it's kind of assumed that if we get to the right tune at the right moment in the right emotion, suddenly 
God is there. And you're going, no, it's a lot bigger than that. Or, you know, we, you know, if I if I get into the scripture and I read and I figure out every nuance of this passage, God will be there. Some years ago, um, oh, in this setting, I remember we were having a service and a, a gal fell out and I watched her head slap the floor. Not just hit it, slap it. And I thought, ooh, that had to hurt. And uh, so I, I kind of just hung around watching, waiting. And when she got up, I said, how was that? Oh, it hurt like crazy. But I'm used to it because I, I, I've experienced I'm going, if it hurts like crazy, why do you do it? She had had a spiritual encounter where that took place. And the assumption was that if God is going to encounter her again, that had to happen the same way. Well, how often do we put ourselves in that kind of position? God spoke to me through this. He spoke to me this way. So this is the way it'll happen again. I assume that's kind of how this was situation was. 38 years, religious in a sense of waiting for the angel, but still not really connected to what God was wanting to do in that moment. He said, uh, he said I don't have anyone to put me in the pool. Somebody else gets there before me. It's like others receive blessing, but it just hasn't happened to me. You know, and you can get bitter over such things, right? Somebody else, somebody else had that experience that, that uh, was powerful, and I was left watching. And yet, again, does that define what God wants to do, or is it in my perception of what, how he works? Jesus tells him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. And he does, and then we're given this little note at the end of that verse, and it was on the Sabbath. Well, that, that raises a batch of other issues, because the man ends up getting confronted by the Jewish leaders. What are you doing carrying a mat on the Sabbath? This is wrong. You're violating Sabbath law. And he, he doesn't even remember, he doesn't know who healed him. But he, he's wrestling with that, and then he finds Jesus later, and and, uh, and yet I'm, I'm looking at this and going, Jesus wasn't bothered by the political climate. I mean, the Romans controlled that region. And that wasn't their first choice. And Jesus wasn't bothered by religious form and leadership that was twisted. He still got his work done. And we can look at things around us and sometimes say, oh, you know, if, if only this were off of us so that we could truly enter into the presence of God the way he wants. Jesus wasn't bound by those things. Jesus did come back to him later and make these declarations. He says, don't keep continuing in sin. Don't keep sinning. In other words, the healing is wondrous, 
But there's a price for sin that is much more important that needs to be dealt with. You know, if you're looking at the eternal picture, you definitely want to be able to enter into the kingdom of God in eternity. And so he's, he's say, he is again declaring why he came. Now, obviously, he's unveiling a, a power and a wonder that people that open the doors for him to, to give declaration of his mission. But he is, he's healing this man in the moment, but that's a temporal fix. You know, we can get all caught up in our comfort, right, in the temporal and say, I really need things this way for God's presence to be with me. And yet, in some ways, the declaration is being made, there is more to it than even being healthy. Even if you've been 38 years in this, there is more to it. And so he, he just, Jesus is saying, don't sin. And then, you know, they are, they're chewing on him because he healed on a Sabbath. And he says, my father is working and I work. And again, it's a, a debate form that Jesus throws it back and, and beats them in that form. But then it says they were trying all the harder to kill him. And so this conflict's going on. But um, they recognize that not only has he violated the Sabbath, but he's making himself equal with the Father. And that really twists their tail, so to speak. Jesus goes on and makes a couple of declarations. He says, even greater things are going to take place. As wondrous as it is, as having something changed that's been 38 years in a static position, he says there's even better things to happen. He's referring to his death and resurrection, I'm sure. Because he goes on and he says, as the Father raises the dead, so the Son is going to give life. So he's making that declaration about the hope of the eternal. And then he goes on to say the Father is giving the Son the right of judgment to evaluate lives. And again, that's putting Jesus in position, but it's also acknowledging that you and I will stand before him at one day, and how we've dealt with our sin in him will be, will be coming into focus. And we've got to be willing to say, I have found peace through Jesus Christ. And finally, it says, all people will honor him. Just as the Father is honored, the Son will be honored as well. So, that said, I just want to go back and look at this and say, okay, what things possibly have been a part of life for a very long time? For me, that was, that'd be going back to about the time I turned 30, about the time we were deciding to have kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm older than dirt. Uh, but it, it's looking back and say, what have you dialed in for that long, and yet maybe God wants to change? What have you had focus on for that long that maybe God would still do differently? And so it's like, what's been a part of your life for a very long time that maybe your focus has been too narrow and your understanding of religiousness hasn't really developed the full picture. 
And it might be that God wants to bring healing in a way that you didn't dream possible. I mean, a lot of times what we've been trained in in regard to family or culture, it has a religious nuance, but it isn't true religion in the Lord in that it's not ordained by God. It's religious, and it's, it's a form that those around us participate in as well. But it not, may not be the fullness of what God really intends. And it is a challenge to open it up and say, maybe acceptance is inappropriate. Maybe there's more to it than just saying, I, I believe that God is good even though I don't see it in this situation. But maybe there's a there, maybe there's a moment where we need to crack the door open and say, God, do you want me to see this in a different light? Do you want me to explore this in a way that I haven't explored it before? And do you want to bring a health that hasn't been a part of my life or my family's or all those around me? It. <laughs> I was thinking of how you would define this group at the pool. They all have disability. They all have some kind of thing that has taken them out of the main society. They were not in the winners or the beautiful or the rich or whatever we rate as top tier things. And Everyone they knew, so to speak, in friendship had that same disability label. And yet, maybe that isn't where God wants you to live. <laughs> Think about it. Maybe he doesn't want you living there, even though it's been a part of your life for your whole life. The question is, then how do you open the door so that maybe he would take you somewhere else? Long-term issues do not necessarily equal forever. <laughs> so Lord, help us even to see what might be changeable, so to speak, in you. And then Lord, if we've lived in religiousness but not true religion, then help us to... Uh, uncover that as well. So Lord, we, we look at these things and we ask that you would unveil our minds and our hearts in you and help us to again see the wondrousness of who you are and what you really desire to do in us in this life. The health that you desire to bring even though it's temporal in compared to eternity. Amen. I want to pray for God's blessing now. May your blessing rest on these, your people. May they know the fullness of favor that you intend for their lives. May they discover with joy what it is to walk in kingdom culture. I ask as each one goes into the community that you'll give them words of life to speak over others. I ask that you'll enable them to carry out the workings of your kingdom. Gift them with the supernatural. Be lifted up and exalted, our Lord, we pray. We love you this day. Amen. God bless you.